It is finally here. It is the NFL Draft Week. Kicks off on Thursday. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Take It Easy Sports Show. My name is Zach Alvaro, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Eric Newman. And Eric, do you know why I love the NFL Draft so much? So you can see who's going to be on your new fantasy team next year? Exactly. We are one step closer to fantasy football, baby. Uh, and for those of you that don't know, I did win the championship this past season. So, you know, kind of a big deal. But uh, uh, Eric, how you doing, man? I'm good. I uh, I don't mind the draft. I It gets a little bit long. Yeah. Um, the first round's fun. Second round's okay. But once it gets past that, I can't say I know most of the names, but every once in a while I see, uh, you know, a fourth round pick is someone I watched in college or whatever. Um, so it's kind of fun. I have it's nice for like background or whatever, but yeah. I I get the I get the interest in it. I just I yeah. sometimes get tired of the analysis. Like sometimes it all ends up being the same. Um, True. Yep. You hear the thing you hear a lot is tell me if you if you agree with this one. Is <laughs> this is a guy? Yep, they I say knew it was that coming. all the time. This I is knew a it guy. Was coming. I knew it. I knew that's what you were gonna say. That's why I started laughing because I knew what was coming. This is a guy that <laughs> <laughs> you'll hear that from every yeah. analyst, and it's true a lot of the time. This is a guy that does this. Yeah, it's just it's funny how it's all morphed together. So. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, Eric, we're going to jump uh, a little bit more in depth into the draft, uh, maybe focus a little bit more on local things. So, you know, like players that we know pretty well that according to at least one mock draft that I'm looking at um, or looked at before we started recording and I still have in front of me um, has a few a uh, few local ties here, which is always interesting, of course, and always fun. Yeah. Uh, we're also going to dive into uh, some of the high school rankings. We're about a week and a half away from basically every sport being in the playoffs, which is crazy because that means that we're almost into the month of May, which obviously looked at the calendar today. It's the 26th. They're recording this. And May is literally right around the corner, which means seven on seven is coming up. Most teams, not most, some started this week. Um I mean, man, where did the time go? Like, uh, that's crazy. kind of the only thing I'm thinking of right now. I know, I agree. It's been, it's been crazy. But yeah. It's just great that we're getting back to a more normal summer for yep. sports and everything. Exactly. I know. I'm looking forward to going out to a lot of like the show, spring showcase events. Um, a lot of the seven on seven tournaments in the summer are always pretty fun to go to. They're hot, but they're worth it. They're um, a good time. Yeah, they are. It, it's always fun. Um. But with that being said, what do you say? Uh, let's start talking about the draft a little bit. So uh, I have in front of me, it's a seven round mock draft. Uh, NFL.com, Trad Reuter was the one who actually uh, did this one. Um, let, let's start local first. Uh, Arizona Cardinals, um, they are picking number 16 overall this year, which is not bad at all. Um, we're talking about, you know, a team that obviously just a couple years ago was the number one pick, you know, and it, it just wasn't good in general because obviously they had to go find a new quarterback again and, and uh, you know, and Kyler Murray, and it just, it wasn't a good time overall. It just wasn't a good time. Um, so, you know, picking 16th overall, I guess, obviously a couple needs. Cornerback, I think offensive line could be a need for the Cardinals. Um, you know, obviously you can argue wide receiver, what do you think they'd be best fit going after? 
in, in your opinion? I I agree with you on the defensive back. You always need more. It's become such a passing league that yeah. um, you need those corners um, to be good. Uh, a wide receiver will be fun, but in terms of just straight need, I would say probably something on the defensive side or an O-lineman. Okay, yep, I can agree with you on that one. Um, you know, really quick, before we even get into the what, you know, obviously Chad said, NFL.com, what's going on, do you think, with Larry? Because we haven't heard anything, which is kind of surprising to be at this point without it knowing anything about him. Yeah, um, he's kept pretty quiet. There hasn't been really anyone who's done a lot of reporting on anything that Larry Fitzgerald's doing, but... You know, it doesn't seem that good because you would think if he was going to play, he would be close to um, making that decision. Like that would have come already or something like that. But I don't know. It's it's a weird situation. Sorry, you're going to have to cut this out. I'm trying to get this stupid ad to stop playing on NFL.com, but it keeps playing and I can't even hear you. It just really pissing me off. But anyway. All right, I'll start again right now. No, man, I agree with you. Um, I, I definitely agree. It's It's been weird because, you know, in the last couple of years where he's obviously signed the one-year deals, and this has kind of been the topic of conversation, by now we knew. I mean, it, it wasn't like that much of a surprise, I guess you can say, that he came back. But, I mean, this year, it, you know, you hear a lot about whether – He's just going to retire or he's going to go maybe try to chase a championship with the Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know why I stumbled on the name for a second there. It's very, it's late. We're, we're very tired today. Um, but you know, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't really blame him if that's something that he wanted to go do for good reason. Obviously. I mean, what, what does he owe Arizona at this point? What do you think he actually owns the Cardinals? If anything that Nothing. would apparently make, you know, fans mad if he went and chased the Super Bowl ring, he doesn't owe Arizona anything. Arizona Cardinals should want him to come back. But if he says you need to get me to this better situation, they should crawl on their hands and knees to whatever front office, um, he wants to go to because He's done so much for not just the Cardinals, but sports in Arizona as a whole. Um, he's such a beloved character here. Yeah, I mean, he really is. I mean, it, it would be weird if he's not in a Cardinals uniform, but I don't know. I mean, man, it's just it's just so strange. Like, I, I can't picture him in another uniform. I don't think, no, I, I, I imagine you can't either, right? No, but we've seen that before, like, you know, Jerry Rice ended his career as an Oakland Raider. That's um, true. Randy Moss went around to a bunch of different places. Um, Chad Ochocinco, who knows how many he ended up with after he left the Bengals. Like, wasn't he a Raven for a little bit? Um, Chad Ochocinco? I can't remember exactly. Um, the point I mean, Des, that, Des Bryant, though. I mean, that's another one. Yeah. and I mean, you know, I, you know, yeah. We're in one spot forever. And then played their Tom last Brady. year or two somewhere else. Yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, Brett Favre, even you could argue. Yeah, Brett Favre. Peyton Manning. Spent, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of them, and so yeah, it is weird, but it happens, and you just have to appreciate what he meant here. Um, 
And so we're not, I'm not even sure if this conversation means anything because he might end up coming back and we'll look foolish, but right. <laughs> um, so we'll see, but yeah. I don't know. It just seems weird that nothing's happened yet. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, so with that being said, Cardinals, uh, this is not the first draft mock draft that I've seen them pick this specific player and uh, how you said that you think they m- should think about going defense. That's exactly what this mock draft. I, th- I believe it was one that I saw on uh, it was either ESPN or like pro football focus or something like that. They also have them picking Greg Newsom, the second from Northwestern. Um, you know, obviously it, it was weird. It was a weird college football season in general, just because a lot of teams weren't nationally televised like in years past, because there obviously weren't very many like big matchups because they all played in yeah. interconference games. Um, but I mean, from what I'm seeing, I mean, Newsom seems like he'd be a, a pretty good replacement for Pat P. I mean, it may not be year one. I mean, I mean, even Byron Murphy struggled a little bit in his first year, but now he's become a, obviously a very good, you know, defensive back for the Cardinals as well. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I could see that. I also heard, uh, you know, John Gambadoro, obviously <laughs> to say that he's like one of the biggest insiders when it comes to Arizona sports would probably be an understatement. Yeah. Um, but I think he has them picking, uh, the linebacker out of Tulsa and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, seeing if I can just find his name really quick here, but, um, yeah, I can't even see it. Yes, that's it. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, he's another one. I know he did mention, uh, Micah Parsons out of Penn state, but he's very similar to Isaiah Simmons. So I don't think the Cardinals would go that route. Yeah. I mean, Um, there's a few good corners in the draft. There's Patrick Sertain from Alabama. There's JC Horn from South Carolina. There's a few good ones. Um, and it's, it's just hard to know what they want. Jacob or Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech was another mm-hmm. solid guy, and I mean I don't co- I don't follow the draft as much as some people, um, but I don't know. There's just it, it ends up being a bit of a crapshoot because you know it, what your plan is could change dramatically based on what others do, um, so it's hard to say. But I think that I would be surprised if they don't go some sort of defense, and if they do go offense, it would be on the line. I, w- I wouldn't expect to see a skill player. Well, but what about if someone like, I don't know, Devontae Smith or even Jalen Waddle? What if one of them fall to 16? Then you have to consider it, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, I would say if Jamar Chase was there, you'd take him, but there's no way Jamar Chase will be available. Yeah. If Kyle Pitts happens to oh fall past like four or five. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Honestly, if I know it will never happen, but if the Cardinals were to move up, I would love for them to move up and go get Panay Sewell for the, yeah. the tackle from Oregon. I mean, talk about a monster. Yeah. But again, they, you know, this mock draft, I know several others have him going like top five or top like six or seven. So there's no way the Cardinals can obviously get up there without giving away a lot, which probably wouldn't be worth it at that there point. There are some teams but... that really need an offensive lineman. And I've seen a lot of them where Penny Sewell goes to, uh, the Bengals, and that would yep. make sense. Their offensive line was pretty bad this last year, so to, yeah. to get someone like that to um, for their offensive line would make a lot of sense. But again, it's yeah. hard to tell. How about these quarterbacks, though? 
What do you think is going to be the order of the quarterbacks that go? It has to be Trevor Lawrence first, right? Yep. Okay. That That's probably the given. Number two is where I kind of, I mean, at first it was Justin Fields. Then obviously there was the conversation about Mac Jones. Right now, um, on this NFL.com mock draft, again, Chad Reuter was the one who wrote it, or I guess compiled it, whatever you want to say. He has Zach Wilson going to the Jets from BYU. There's a lot of people who have Zach Wilson, yeah. Justin Fields, Mac Jones. Um, not as many have gone with like Trey Lance, uh, but he's he's a guy that in some of them go top 10. Uh, like most all of those that we just named go top 10. I mean, yeah. Trey Lance is the one who goes the furthest down, which is only number, I say furthest. The, he goes number eight right now in this mock draft to, to the Bears. And then uh, Justin Fields goes to the Broncos at seven and Mac Jones three to the Niners. Like I said, Zach Wilson, two to the Jets. And then, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is a lock at number one. I don't think there's really any, you know, I mean, when's the last time we, anyone was surprised by a number one overall pick? Yeah, it's been a while. So, um, you know, you know, there was the year that it was what Andrew Luck and then Jameis. Yeah. People were arguing those two a little bit. Yeah. Um, but then people kind of still thought it would be um, Andrew Luck. But that was, yeah. I mean, nine years ago now. Exactly. So it's pretty certain. And then the one year, I think a few years before that, that the Dolphins took an O-lineman number one. Um, oh, that's was true, a little yeah. bit surprising. But, yeah, for the most part, you kind of know. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, let's talk local guys. So, again, I used this one mock draft because it was the one that had all seven rounds. It was one I was able to quickly find. Um, you know, it's kind of unfortunate in some ways because you have to go all the way to the fourth round, pick 141, to actually find the first, at least from what I saw. And I did skin this kind of quickly. So if I'm wrong, then obviously someone pointed out to me. And this is obviously could be wrong in general. Um, but pick number 141 is the first Arizona player off the board. Hamilcar Rashad. I mean, from Chandler. And, and what's cool about that, going back to or going to LA, obviously, Bryce Perkins is there. Kind of a cool reunion in, in many ways, right? Yeah. He uh he was a monster for, for Oregon State. Just an absolute beast. And he I mean, he deserves to be drafted. So I think he he's got a great uh, he's got great physicality. He yep. plays hard. He's um, he's kind of shown his work there. So that would be really cool. And then yeah, to play with Bryce Perkins would be would be really awesome. Yeah, hopefully Bryce actually gets a shot at the uh, you know active roster. But yeah, I think he deserves it. I think that'd be pretty sweet. Um, I believe the next one I saw was round five. I'm trying to find it. Yeah, Frank Darby going to the Colts. Yeah. So a little bit of ASU love there. Um, and then after that, I believe there was one or two more. Sorry, I'm looking through it really quick. Just want to make sure there was another one in the in round five. Um, doesn't look like it. So you have to jump back to round seven. Uh, another East Valley guy, Roy Lopez out of Mesquite. Uh, obviously transferred from New Mexico State over to U of A. Played defensive tackle there for the Wildcats. Um, he is currently in this mock draft going number 232 overall to the Tennessee Titans. Um, so, again, very cool to see. Yeah, the new coach at Desert Ridge. 
Exactly. You got. You have to imagine uh, that'd be pretty sweet for Dad to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you were talking about Frank Darby before. Yep. He's a weird one because he didn't put up crazy numbers or anything. He was injured in the first game of the season. They yeah. only played four at ASU. Um, so he wasn't able to put up the crazy numbers that you might expect someone that is on the draft board. Um, so I wonder if that injury might hurt him or what. But really talented player. So yeah. um, he could be he could definitely be someone that if in the right situation, he's able to come back healthy. Um, could make a real impact. And something to also keep in mind too, that obviously is the case every single year is the undrafted signees. Um, yeah. Guys who I think will probably fall into that boat. Um, obviously Tyler Johnson, Highland grad, and uh, obviously ASU. Um, Isaiah Polamau from Mountain Point went to USC, had a great career at USC. Um I mean, you could even think maybe I think Johnny Johnson's going back to Oregon for a senior year, so maybe not him. Um, and again, and um, I mean, even the other two that I mentioned, I don't think they're going back for another year, but I could be wrong. So obviously, if I am, let me know. But um, just a, that's just a couple guys, you know, that that, that come to mind at least right away for me um, that could that we could see on a roster next year, at least in training camp. Um, but I think not to look too far ahead, Eric. But the 2022 class, I mean, that that draft in general, I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of Arizona kids. I do. <laughs> like, I mean, if you think about it, Spencer Rattler, Keaton Slovis, Brock Purdy. Um, yeah. Who else am I missing quarter wise? Quarterback. Oh, Tyler Shuck. Um, man, uh, Bijan Robinson. Maybe could come out. He'll be only be a junior. Yeah, a lot of these um, guys aren't. We're not sure about. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, just to think about it, like those quarter, the the four or five quarterbacks that I named. I mean, how cool would that be if we see a bunch of them go in the first couple rounds? Yeah, that'd be great. It would be so, really, really fun. Um, and then if they end up having success, I know, like you said, we're looking way ahead. Yeah. But, um. It's definitely something that is a big possibility. It'd be really cool. Yeah. Have you been able to see, uh, I know you're a Vikings fan, so have you been able to see anything about the Vikings, what they might be doing? Um, the consensus of the few I've read um, is defensive because their defense just struggled a lot this last year. Um, so people are saying, for a while, it was corner until they got Patrick Peterson. Um, now they're saying like a linebacker, or an edge rusher, or what. Um, so they didn't have Hunter this last year because he was sitting out. Uh, he opted out of the season, which when he is back, he'll be great. But it's defensive mostly. And then um, maybe a, an O-lineman. But like a lot of the other teams, they're pretty set. Um, with receivers and running back and quarterback. So defensive is what I assume, but hard to know. Got it. Yeah. Um, I think uh, the Lions, obviously, since, you know, yeah, I'm a, I'm a good old Lions fan. Um, according to this draft, it looks like they're going to be trading. 
with the Broncos, so they'll pick ninth overall. But uh, they, they're the ones that actually have Micah Parsons um, going to them. So, which wouldn't be a bad thing at all. I don't think Micah Parsons is a very, very good player. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, obviously, I don't have high hopes for the Lions in general, but it's hard to at any, any point. So I feel you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty sad. What do you um, think about them taking a receiver <laughs> in general? Um, I think we could probably take just about every position and, and be in need of it, to be completely honest. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, we're just, you know, I don't know, man. We're we're struggling. I mean, we at this point, I honestly hope that we just get the number one overall pick next year and just get the best player. I mean, obviously, we don't know exactly who it is. We have some ideas. Spencer Probably Rattler. Be another... Maybe Spencer Rattler. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I mean, I don't know. There's so many good quarterbacks coming out next year, too. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll, yeah, it'll, it's hard be, to it'll tell. be interesting to see. Yeah, but it, like like we said before, it's way too early. It's just, it's hard for us to, you know. Because I guarantee if you and I were to have the same conversation next week, it'd be different. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, but anyway, I don't know, man. Still exciting. Uh, NFL draft starting uh, Thursday night. And to your point that you mentioned earlier, actually, I think the th- very first round, which is Thursday, and then rounds two and three on Friday, those are probably the my, my I guess, my favorite part. Those are the ones that I actually... Uh, I actually watched the most of sometimes like there was one year actually where I broke my ankle playing football. So I couldn't do anything obviously. Right. So I had surgery and then the day after my surgery was the draft. So I got to watch the first round, second and third round. And then literally because I couldn't do anything, all I did was just watch the rounds four through seven. I took like three naps in between, but you know, (laughs) for sure. That was probably the first time I've ever watched all seven rounds of the draft, which I, you know, I didn't have anything better to do. So, um, yeah, that's a, that was a fun time. Good old, uh, good old broken ankle. Did you know a lot of the guys that were being drafted? Uh, I honestly couldn't remember. I can't remember at this point. Um, I mean, I was still in school too. So like I wasn't really paying attention probably as much as I do now. Um, but I mean, it was what, four or five years ago, I think it was four or five. I can't remember exactly now. Something like that. But yeah, yeah, I, that's part of why I, I like the NBA draft a little bit more. It's two rounds yeah. and it's just in and out. Um, yeah. and it still takes a while, but, um, well, and to your point, a lot of it is just the extra fluff that they do. Yeah, of course. Like, I mean, I, I, I enjoy the stories about the, the players coming out that have like obviously gone through tough times, but it's the, now here's a guy that's where it's like, all right, come on now. Yeah. Like you mentioned before. This is a guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chris Berman. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of the time it's. Like it, the the features about them, like there's some who have really cool stories, but it's others that were like, he was really good in high school, and then he was really good in college, and now he's in the <laughs> NFL. Like, oh, that's surprising that he was good, and now yeah. he's drafted. Yeah, 
I mean, theoretically, you'd have to be pretty good to get to that point, right? Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah. Like, oh, he was really good. He won all state, and then he won all conference, and now he's in the NFL. Wow. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah. So, that's <laughs> that. Yeah. Eric, you know what's not boring, though? What? Our sponsor, AALL.net. Oh, of course, yeah. Papa Hinojosa. Papa Hinojosa. Gotta love him. Um, Arizona Focus for almost 40 years. 30 value locations. Home, auto, commercial insurance. Anything that you need, they can help you out. 602-233-3333. Let them do the shopping for you. It's, 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 it's as easy as that, isn't it, Eric? Yeah. I mean, you need insurance. It's something everybody needs. We've talked about it before. We have a lot of high school athletic coverage. A lot of those kids are turning 15, 16, 17, getting their driver's license, getting their permits, um, you know, maybe moving on and going to college and getting a new apartment or something like that. Insurance is so important uh, and knowing who you're getting it from and uh, kind of a family business and everything makes such a difference. Yeah. I mean, over 20 different carriers. I mean, it's that easy. Like I said, they do the shopping for you. Just give them a call or go to their website, AALL.net, and get started today. I mean, it really is that easy. Let them do everything for you. That way you don't have to stress about it anymore because we don't need any more stress in our lives. That's exactly right. This this past year and a half has been stressful enough. Let AALL.net take over some of that stress for you. Again, give them a call, 602-233-3333. Eric, it's almost playoff time. Can you believe that? Yeah. Um, the brackets in some sports are out. I think tennis is already out. Yep. Um, volleyball for beach is almost done. Some yep. teams are done. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, we're getting there. And baseball and softball isn't that far away. It's it just, I, I know we mentioned this in the opening, but to think that we're already to this point, I mean... This has probably been the fastest season I've ever covered. A hundred percent. And I don't mean, I don't just mean like just spring season. I mean, literally the entire year, fall, winter, spring, it's gone so fast. And a lot of that might be due to obviously the fall starting pretty late or at least later than normal. But still, I mean, it's been crazy how fast things have gone by. It has. Um, And, you know, it just kind of got into a lot of the sports, got right into conference play a lot. Um, And we love the tournaments. I know you, I know I do, and I'm sure you do too. But, you know, this way, every single match, game, whatever the the term is, mattered right away. So it was cool to see. And, um, you know, right away they're playing important games. So um, it, it really just shot out and started being fun at the very beginning. Yeah. And, you know, to your point, the, the tennis team and doubles, and I believe singles also, I think all those brackets have been released. They are. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to go through all of the individual and like, you know, doubles bracket, but, you know, just for the sake of the recognition, uh, team championship brackets in, in division one, uh, number one, desert mountain. Uh, they've been a very good tennis program for a long time. Uh, they're going to face six, number 16 North 
glad to see uh, those Phoenix Union schools actually getting a chance to compete, um, you know, in postseason play. It's been a very tough year for them. So I'm glad that they get the opportunity. Um, number eight, Rincon. I'm not going to make that same mistake I did because uh, Gridiron Arizona was in my inbox uh, giving me issues. Um, they take on number nine, Mountain Ridge. Number five, Desert Vista taking on number 12, Castile. Four, Hamilton versus number 13, Cibola. Three, Pinnacle versus 14, Willow Canyon. Six, Perry versus number 11, Sandra Day O'Connor. Uh, Mountain View Mesa, number seven. They're taking on number 10, Chaparral. And Brophy Prep, the second seed, taking on 15, Sunrise Mountain. Again, that is the boys' Division One team championships. Any teams that kind of jump out to you, Eric? Um, I mean, it's kind of like the same usual suspects kind of in that top five. Desert Mountain and Brophy Prep, uh, the one and two seeds, they're in the final four basically every year. Brophy yeah. Prep wins it most of the time, and they usually end up playing Desert Mountain. This yep. year, Desert Mountain's ranked higher. Maybe they pull it off. Um, they are two just, they're great teams. Uh, Hamilton being in the top four is not surprising. They're up there every year. Desert Vista being a high seed, they were they they would have been a real contender for a championship last year. Um, you know, they uh, there's just some great teams, and I think I would be surprised if it wasn't Brophy Prep and Desert Mountain yeah. in the final. But you never know; we could see an upset. Yeah, I mean, look, and looking at Division Two, a team that, especially in the last year, I mean, you look at every single sport, and they're in the mix. ALA Gilbert North for the yep. boys division two team championships. They're the top seed. They and are they're also taking the top on seed in girls in division two. Well, you just stole my thunder. I was getting to that, <laughs> <laughs> but no, like in all seriousness though, ALA Gilbert North. I mean, the football team was in the championship game. The, the boys basketball team and the girls basketball teams. I'm pretty sure were very good. The soccer teams were awesome. And then I'm pretty sure they have a pretty good baseball season going right now. And obviously the tennis team. I mean, that is a school that if you've ever seen that school, Eric, it doesn't even look like it would be big enough to fill all of these athletic teams. It's a it's a pretty small school, but the facilities are amazing. Yeah, I've never been inside the school. I've gone to their football field and seen that. Yeah. and It was awesome, like a nice turf field and everything. But I've yep. never it does from the outside look like a pretty small school, but I've never gone in. Yeah, it's a really cool scoreboard there on the football field, too. Yep, I remember seeing that. It's got that, like, video board kind of thing, which is always really cool to see. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, number one, ALA Gilbert North, they're taking on another team who has really stepped up in their very short existence, Canyon View, number 16 seed. Um, number eight, Flagstaff, a team that you now cover very heavily. They're yeah. taking on number nine, Thunderbird. That game is at Flagstaff High, but I know you're not in Flagstaff yet, so I imagine Correct. you won't be at that one. No. Okay. Um, number five, Paradise Valley twelve versus number 12, Ironwood Ridge. Number four, Lake Havasu taking on number 13, Betty Fairfax, another Phoenix Union team. I'm very excited that they get the opportunity. Number three, Nogales versus number 14, McClintock. Six, Arcadia versus six, Centennial. Seven, Catalina Foothills versus 10, Casa Grande. And number two, Estrella Foothills, the team that you were very familiar with, taking on number 15, Williamsfield. Uh, D2, honestly, kind of the same thing. You know, in, in tennis, it's a lot different than in, like, football and basketball and all those other sports. I feel like when you're number one or two, you're generally favored to be in that position. Like, there's 100%. very little room for upset. Yeah. Um, 
especially with that sport because you know exactly who you're going up against a lot of the time. It's individual play. And if you have the top kid, um, there's nothing you can do. If you're playing football and the other team has an awesome defensive lineman, yep, it hurts your team if you have to double uh, block him, if you have to set two offensive linemen on him. But you can and make sure he doesn't necessarily make all the tackles and everything. Yep. In tennis, it's if whoever your number one and your number two and your number three, someone has to play them. So yep. um, if you have just better players, you can't out scheme them necessarily. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's kind of that way in in beach volleyball too. Yep. Like when you when you have like a you know your ones, your twos, your threes. I mean, especially you know, geez, even I mean, Mesquite's a good example. Two years ago. Uh, their fives, fours, and I believe their twos who finished before their threes, actually, um, they were just the better pair, you know, in yep. in those categories. And um, they, they got it done and they won the championship before the threes even got done and before the ones even took the court. They were already yeah. crowned champions. So, you know, and that's kind of the same thing with tennis, like you just mentioned. Yeah, definitely. It's... Um... You can't game plan against someone who's just simply better. And yeah. it comes down to the teams that have a good one and two, one and, two and then depth. Yep, exactly. Uh, looking at D3 really quick in the boys. Uh, Phoenix Country Day, the top seed, taking on 16 Safford. Eight Sabino versus nine Veritas Prep. Uh, five Arizona College Prep versus 12 Glendale Prep, 4 Wilcox versus 13 Scottsdale Christian, number 3 Thatcher against number 14 Rancho Solano Prep in Scottsdale, number 6 St. David against number 11 Anthem Prep, number 7 the Gregory School versus number 10 Gilbert Classical Academy, and number 2 Scottsdale Prep versus number 15 Basis Phoenix. And I believe these are all going to be played on the same day, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yes, looks like all on April 28th, Those, uh, all those... Uh, opening round team championship matchups going to be taking place across all three divisions. Um, looking at the girls really quick, uh, division one. Oh, actually just kidding. I don't even think they have the brackets out. Do they? The oh, I clicked do. on the wrong one. Just kidding. Sorry. Again, it's been a long week for Eric and I, it's only <laughs> it Monday. It certainly has. Um, <laughs> Much of the same in the girls. Desert Mountain, the number one seed. They're taking on number 16, Cesar Chavez. Number eight, Basha, taking on number nine, Rincon. Number five, Desert Vista against number 12, Mountain Ridge. Number four, Chaparral against number 13, Millennium. Number three, Xavier Prep versus number 14, Sunrise Mountain. Mountain View Mesa, the sixth seed, taking on Pinnacle. The 11th seed, Perry, number seven, taking on number 10, Corona del Sol. And number two, Hamilton, facing off against number 15. And one of your favorite teams, Gila Ridge. I do love Gila Ridge. You love uh, everything about Gila Ridge. I do. I love their football team. I think they're tremendous. But, yep. you know, I'm going to count it as three of the same teams in Division mm-hmm. One: uh, Desert Mountain, uh, Hamilton, and Xavier Prep is obviously the girls' version of Brophy. They're not the same yeah. school, but they're... They're, um, like, right next door. Dude. Yeah, they're, they're basically I basically connected. call them the same thing. Um, they, they. I mean, I think Brophy's cheerleaders for like football and basketball. I'm pretty sure they're Xavier Prep students. Yeah. So they're three of the top four 
squads are in the top four uh, yeah. in both in both boys and girls division one. And that's not surprising. All these teams are great every single year. Yeah. Especially that Xavier prep team. Yep. They're, they're, they're awesome good. every single season. I mean, they're good at like every sport. They so. certainly are. Um, Eric stole the thunder already, but at number one, ALA Gilbert North in division two, taking on number 16 Prescott, uh, Canyon Del Oro, the eight seed taking on number nine. There they are again, Eric Canyon view. Uh, number yep. five, Notre Dame prep against number 12, Lee Williams, number four, Lake Havasu against 13, Sal point, number three, Catalina foothills against number 14, Seton Catholic, number six, Arcadia against number 11, Moon Valley, number seven, Paradise Valley against number 10, Nogales, and number two, Cactus Shadows taking on number 15, Higley. Yeah. And Cactus Shadows is a team yeah. I've seen before and they're just solid. Um, obviously yeah. you have to be to get the number two seed, but right. I can't say I know much about these teams, but good for them to get into this point. Oh yeah. I mean, especially again in a COVID year, it's, it's good to, you know, begin to this point. Uh, number one, Scottsdale prep. They are the, uh, like I just said, top ranked team in division three, uh, for the girls. Number 16 is tombstone. Those two will face off in the opening round. Uh, looks like these games are actually on April 20 or matches. I should say are all on uh, April 27th. So tomorrow. Yeah. So tomorrow. So by the time this comes out, they're probably already done, (laughs) but that's what happens when you do a weekly show. So it's okay. Uh, number eight basis Flagstaff against number nine Chandler prep number five Phoenix country day against number 12 paradise honors number four push Ridge against number 13 Gilbert classical uh, number three Sedona Red Rock against number 14 Glendale prep number six Benson against number 11 Veritas prep number seven Arizona college prep against number 10 Wilcox and number two Thatcher against number 15 Northwest Christian. Again, as Eric just mentioned, congratulations to all these teams that are making the postseason. Congratulations to all the teams that aren't in the postseason because you made it through the season in general. Um, going to be very say, cool. Though, the the one that I'm covering now, I won't be there um, yet, but Basis Flagstaff has one of my new favorites. I recently discovered this. They have one of my favorite logos. They don't have a lot of sports teams at Basis yeah. Flagstaff, but they're called the Yeti, which I think is Ooh. an awesome name. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, they're the Yeti. They're a mountain winter town, um, so Yeti makes sense, and I love it. I love that. That's really cool. That's really cool. I wish they had a football um, team so that – Right. Um, yeah, because that would be cool to see a Yeti on a football helmet, right? Like, <sighs> I would love that. You could that. do so many cool things with like white and an icy blue or something like Ooh. that. That could be sweet. That'd be really cool. But That'd alas, be... I think there's a few hundred kids total at the school. Yeah, they can do eight man. Eight they man football. Eight man. Yeah. They don't, but they could. Yeah, exactly. Um, baseball rankings really quick, Eric. Um, obviously, the new ones are going to come out on Tuesday. So by the time we say this, they'll probably be outdated. Um, Liberty is a scary team. In 6A, I think that's pretty much a, a given at this point. Yep. Red Mountain as well is a scary team. But in reality, is anyone going to beat Mountain Ridge, Hamilton, or Alhambra this year? I mean, no, obviously, there can't be three teams, but you know we what don't, I mean? We don't root necessarily, yeah. but if, if I had to pick one, I'm rooting for Alhambra, man. I would love to see a Phoenix Union school get to win a championship in something. 
um, just because of all the stuff they've had to deal with, man. It's it's crazy. And obviously, yeah. we'd be happy for whoever wins, and our job is to cover it and everything. Yeah. But it would be so cool to see Alhambra have an awesome postseason run. It would be. I mean, I think it would be it would be a special story that would have to be told with that as well. For sure. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you, though. If there is one team that I'm, like, kind of rooting for, it is Alhambra. Just for that exact reason right there. Um, number, or not number, sorry. 5A rankings. This one's a little bit more up in the air, I think. 100%. You have the 2019 defending champion Horizon sitting at number four overall. You have a very good Higley team sitting at number five. And again, these rankings could change. Number one currently is Desert Mountain, followed by Sunrise Mountain and Millennium. I think 5A might be the most wide open bracket that we're going to have. A hundred percent. Any of these teams could beat each other. None of them have had a crazy strength of schedule that are way near the top. Yeah. I mean, even, geez, I've been looking at 4A again. I mean, man, you even have like Flagstaff at number six and they're 14 and one. And again, they're, they're only down at number six because of their opponent rating. But again, that's another one that, I mean, Flagstaff doesn't see teams like Mesquite or Canyon Del Oro. And I know for a fact, Post and Butte, they're super talented. That's a very good team. And their only loss this year was to Notre Dame Prep, who's also a pretty good team. Yeah, this this foray especially is, I mean, you're looking at it, you see Canyon Del Oro, Vista Grand, Mesquite, Post and Butte, South Point Catholic, Flagstaff, they're all over. Um, in terms of geography. So yeah. a lot of these teams don't have the chance to go up against each other and really test. So it's hard to tell. But um, they're all talented in their own ways. Hey, listen to this. You ready? Post and Butte. Here's some of their wins. 22-2. 19-4. to 18-0. 32-0. 10 0, 21 0, 29 0, 24 0, 28 to 2, 22 0, 15 to 1. Wow. I mean, <laughs> talk about firepower at the plate. That's crazy. And actually, That's they nuts. take on, ooh, what's today? Monday the 26th? The 29th is Thursday, right? Yeah. I think I know where I'm going on Thursday. Post and Butte Fair plays enough. Mesquite. That'll be a good one. That's a battle of uh, two of the top five teams, I believe it is. Yeah, number three versus number four. Wow. Well, you know where to find me on Thursday. Yeah, for sure. I'll be playing the uh, the NFL draft in my headphones while watching, watching this game. The game. That sounds good to me, man. That sounds like a great day. Actually, I don't know. This game's at 345, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is. So the NFL draft won't even be on by the time it's over. So never mind. We'll be good. That's gonna be yeah, a monster we'll, uh, matchup, though. Yeah, for sure. It'll be. Um, depends on the time of the the coverage of the the draft. You might be able to squeeze yeah. the game in and then make it back barely on time. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, let's look at softball really quick here. Uh, we'll get into the other uh, the other um. You know, lower divisions, obviously, as we get closer to the playoffs, probably next week. But um, number one, Xavier Prep. However, 
the Gators just went down today to Hamilton. So they may not be number one over after, uh, you know, after we're saying this right now, uh, we could see Sunday slope or pinnacle move into that number one spot. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, again, a very, uh, very, uh, congregated setting here <laughs> with the, with the six, a softball rankings. I mean, I'm looking at them right now. Desert Vista at number nine. If, if the thunder get back to their winning ways that they, you know, that they were, you know, I guess experiencing before they went on a three game losing skid and they do it in the same manner that they did before. They've already won four straight after that. This is a scary good team. And they're mostly led by a sophomore pitcher, Jocelyn Brisky, who was already who in the very first game of the season had a no hitter. Or a perfect game, actually, for that matter. Um, Desert Vista is a very good softball team that you need to look out for, um, especially in the playoffs. They're going to surprise some teams. Definitely, definitely. Um, Perry is another one that's lower yep. in the rankings at twelve, and they're five and six, so they're not. They deserve not to be in the top few, but that's a team that's been in the last few years near the championship conversation. Um, ranked really high and in the right situation they could make someone um they could cause an upset red mountain right above them too their pitching's awesome and so um they could be they could pull an upset somewhere as well yeah exactly uh looking at 5a canyon view is still on top and the jaguars i mean they've put up some runs as of late 13-0 15-0 and 16-0 in the last three games it'll never take on it'll never cease to amaze me that this is their first full varsity season, and they're yeah. number one. And they're number one by a lot with a really high opponent rating. Yep. You know who this reminds me of is uh, Castile, Castile's football team. Yeah. Yeah. Remember yeah, their? I think it was their first var. Yeah, their first varsity season. Didn't they? They won three. Not, was it the year they won, or did they were they? Oh yeah, because. At the JV level, they went undefeated. So, yeah, you're right. The very first varsity season, they won with a bunch of sophomores and freshmen. Yeah, it was really cool to see. Yeah, that was that Gunner Cruz team, too. Well, Gunner Cruz and several others. But Yeah, he was on the team, though. Yeah, he was the quarterback. He was a leader of that team. But um, nonetheless, uh, 4A, man, South Point Catholic. (laughs) They, at what point do we just name the 4A conference the South Point Catholic Conference? Agreed. Mingus is solid, though. Well, I'm not even talking about just softball. It's everything. Yeah, South Point's great at a lot of sports. And obviously, I'm being you know over dramatic about doing that. I know but maybe I know some other teams will see that or hear me say that and be like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. But uh, no, they're just very good at every sport. Yeah, yeah, they're in the top few in so many different things. Um, and it, it, it's every season uh, there's some teams. Like, I think, didn't they win 4A soccer for boys, if yep. I'm not mistaken? I think so, they, yeah. They were in um, the girls' final. They yep. made the open semifinals in football. Like Two years got, in a row. Yeah, they're they're great in a lot of different sports, to your point. I'm pretty sure their beach volleyball team is like, if not number one, then right up there as well. Because yeah. that, that was Mesquite's only loss. They're the yeah. class of Tucson. Um, oh, yeah. Easily. In so many ways. 
and there's a lot of good teams in Tucson, which says a lot. Yeah. Um, Eric, before we kind of wrap things up here, I uh, want to give a really big shout out to a team that I'm actually going to be seeing tomorrow. So Tuesday night, I'm going to see them in action for the first time. Uh, number one in 6A, number one in Arizona, and currently number one in the country, Perry Boys Volleyball. I'm going to see them take on Hamilton tomorrow night. I think that's going to be a fun one. Boys volleyball is a good time, man. I think it gets overlooked as a fun sport. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't even realize that Perry was literally the top ranked team in the country until last week when uh when Jose Garcia, our friend, said that on Twitter. Good for them. Yeah. And I, I was I planning on going out to see them with this game anyway. But now that I know they're number one in the country, I mean, hey, look, that just gives me more more uh more uh, material for a story for a feature story. So definitely. Um and we're not in the the uh giving advice business, but I would think that basketball players who are looking for another sport to do could consider volleyball as something because you work on a lot of hand-eye coordination and jumping uh, and yeah. short movements. So you I would, would think. not be surprised. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's got to be the same thing like with football players doing track and field, right? Yeah. At least I would think so. Yeah. Sim- yeah, because you're using a lot of the same skills. Yeah, so that reminds me, am I going to see you on uh, the 15th track and field championships? Maybe. Um, depends if there's locals that are going to be there. I know that uh, Flagstaff area distance running is usually really good. Yeah. Um, just speaking of that, this kid from NAU, Nico Young, um, set the record, the the national record for uh, 5k under 20 minutes tell me if you could do this zach <laughs> i can tell you already minutes, i can't do it 13 minutes and a few seconds i think it might have been 15 or 16 or something like that for a 5k how many how many that's laps like, is that around the track that's three miles and change okay so it's three miles and change so that's probably what 12 laps and and maybe maybe 13. one or two 13 laps around the track maybe yeah 13 or 14 and how, he did it in what? Thirteen minutes. Thirteen minutes. Yeah, I could maybe get around the track like for a mile in thirteen. Yeah. yeah. If you, I had to put all my might in, I might be able to get two miles in that time. And I would probably need a tank certain. of oxygen after. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that would be awful. I may um, still play football, but I don't do a lot of running. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I know I you work out. We both work out, but I know for a fact we don't do like running like no, that. No, I don't do distance running very often. Yeah. So maybe yeah. I'm overestimating how well I could do. Maybe I would do one mile in 13 minutes. Yeah. I mean, but I, they, man, so I just, part of the I don't reason know. Flagstaff area running is so good because um, it's at elevation. And so. Yeah. They train up there all year, and then they go to these national meets or whatever, and it's lower elevation. And they're like, oh, wow, my lungs work great. So Well, and not only that, but, I mean, why wouldn't you want to run in Flagstaff? It's beautiful. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, at least that's how I would look at it. I would work out outside all the time if I lived in Flagstaff. Yeah, 100%. I'm kind of jealous that you're going to be able to do that, but... You're able to come visit. No, oh, I know. You already got my room ready? Or will yeah. it be ready by the time I come up there? It will be. It'll be, uh, I'll put in a little mini bar for you. Ooh. Filled, filled with, with Gatorade. 
Because we're a family show, right? Yeah. Make it the... I don't know. Family show. I think we were, and then we kind of ruined it. Maybe. At some point, I think we ruined it. Might have killed that. I think a lot of our jokes might have killed that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. We do a lot of questionable things. Yeah, I don't think we crossed the line, though. No, I don't think so either. Let's end this. We're getting off into nothing. You're right. Hey, really quick, I do want to mention, I tried Chuckbox for the first time this past weekend. How was that? Oh, man. It's good. I've been missing out, man. Was it just something you had actively not tried, or just something you had never gotten to? Well, a little bit of both, because it's one of those things where I'll just like kind of forget that it's there. Yeah. Or like I'll want it, but I won't have cash on me. Or I'll want it, but there's a line out the door, and I don't want to wait. Was there a line this time? Uh, yeah, there's a pretty big line. Well, not not like huge. It got worse after we had gotten there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't that bad. I will say, if it was like peak pandemic, I think it would have been a very bad situation. But you know, whatever. Are you still playing football? Is did you play this weekend? Oh, uh, we were off this weekend. We had a buy. So, so uh, box? yeah, yeah. So that was my, uh, it was my cheat day meal. Usually I don't do a cheat day meal until after I actually play a game because typically before a game, I can't really eat anything. That's just how I am. I've, I've always been that way. Do you throw anything? Up? Um, I mean, if I eat something big enough, yeah, but I just can't eat a lot in general. I just feel like, I don't know. Like I'm always, I've always been one of those who gets like the butterflies, you know? Sure. So I just, I just generally don't eat a ton. I drink a ton of water. Which might be why I'm usually feeling like I'm full anyway, so I don't really want to eat anything. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't usually eat a lot until after the game. So usually I wait for my cheat meal. Um. But I mean, all of our games this year have been like at like four or seven o'clock at night. So oh, like tough to not eat throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I, I'll usually eat like something in the morning, and then I'll have like a protein bar before the game or whatever. Right. Yeah. It's just something to get a little bit of sustenance in. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, but my next two games, uh, this week it's at 10 a.m., which is going to be rough because I know I'm going to have to be at Sunny Slope, which is where our game is this week. I'm going to have to be there at probably 8 a.m., I'm guessing. Takes so you two there hours goes. To warm up. No, but that's just when they want us to be there. But I, so, I mean, I guess you have to still get all your pads on, and yeah, and our jerseys are super tight anyway, so that's usually a a process in itself. Well, and in an adult league, you're never even probably sure who's going to show up that week, right? Well, yeah, especially when we have a 10 a.m. game. Yeah, we're going to have guys rolling in at like 9:30 probably, and then uh, the week after is. I think one or one thirty, which is going to be miserable. It's going to be hot. hot. Yeah. So I'm kind of hoping we wear our, uh, our white variation of our helmets. Cause we, we're a pretty bougie team. We have two helmets and our coach like paints them different colors, like every week. Um, we've worn, cool, we, we haven't worn the same uniform concept or uniform, like combination more than once this year. That's pretty cool. No, it's definitely fun. Um, like we have, <laughs> so our our main colors. I'll explain really quick. Our main colors are like red, gray, and white. But we have a black alternate, and then we have another black alternate that's like black and yellow because that's like the old 
style, like a throwback kind of concept, you know? And then we have a white and yellow jerseys to match that. And then we have an all red set. And then eventually we're going to get an all yellow set. So Dang. we've worn like with red helmets, we've worn all gray. We've worn a gray helmet. We've worn um, like, what have we worn? A black helmet with like yellow on it. We're going to wear a black helmet this week with red on it. We've had a white helmet with red, a white helmet with yellow decals. It's crazy, man. I mean, yeah, it, it can be, it, it, it's fun. Yeah, cool. it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I've gotten very good at taking apart my helmet and putting it back together. At this point, I'm going to open up a Rydell shop. Um, Why you know, do you on the do side. that? Just like, because whatever. Well, when it gets color. painted, I have to switch everything out. Like oh, I have to take yeah. out all the pads and stuff. For sure. And then we also switch around like, face masks so like right now i think the face mask i have on there the base color is red but like my other helm my, my other face mask color the base helmet or the base color is gray but then our coach will also paint that a different color so like that's been painted to yellow before and i believe at one point it's gonna be painted black this year so Dang. yeah it's how a, would you it's a guys process. do against in like a seven on seven competition like if you went to one of these high school things, one of these high school seven on sevens with your, you know, your back seven defensively and, you know, your quarterback and your receiver tight ends, whoever, how would you do? Do you guys think you'd have a chance? I think in sevens, yeah. Um, I think where the difference is when you're playing a full 11 on 11, because yeah. we only practice one day a week. And yeah, you'd get out you know, yeah, and like even, and then you also have to think about it. These high schoolers, they do this literally for a living. Like for us, we're we're weekend warriors. Like we do this for fun. Um, you know, some guys like to think maybe that they're like <laughs> the best thing. And don't get me wrong, we have some very talented players on our team. Um, I don't think we could beat a high school team. Or like a JUCO team for that matter, but I think we could hang around for maybe a couple quarters. Yeah, but maybe just the depth and the condition, the depth, the fact that they do this literally every single day. Um, I don't know. Like our defense, I think our defense has been lights out this year. Like our defense, honestly, like there was a uh, a scout that came from some professional team in Salt Lake. Apparently, it's a new one. I don't really know anything about it. Long story short, we have 50 guys on our roster and they chose 25 of our guys to come and try out for them. Did anyone do it? Um, I want to say one guy I know for sure of that's doing it. It's, on, it's this weekend. So it's a really quick turnaround. So I don't think a lot of our guys are going to do it. Plus, with teams like that, and I'm not going to knock any teams you know, like that are trying to do this, generally the pay is very bad. Yeah. And it's not worth it. So, yeah, it has um, to be your absolute passion. Exactly. So, I don't know. I mean, I'll find out probably more tomorrow about like how many guys are actually going to go do it, but I mean, for the most part, we're we're 8-0 right now. We have two games left. We've already clinched the number 1 seed in the playoffs, but we want to be 10-0 going into the playoffs and obviously finish 14-0. So, I think a lot of our guys are focused on that right now. And all of us have careers. So it's not like any of us are still in school. Most of us anyway. So I don't know. 
that's that's why I don't think a lot of our guys are going to do it. But For still sure. cool nonetheless. I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's a cool thing. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. We're uh, we're trying to go fourteen zero though. So well, good luck to you, fellas. I will be appreciate it. Cheering from Zencaster. <laughs> oh man, I appreciate that. I'll uh, I'll let you know when some of our games are. You guys can uh, you can come see if you want. For playoffs. Sure. I'll let you come to the championship game. You have to make it there first. Don't get cocky, Zach. Well, that's what I'm saying. If we don't make it, then I don't have to worry about you coming to see see us that's play. That's fair. Yeah. But uh, no, we're uh, we're a good team. As long as we just, as long as we don't beat ourselves, we'll be okay. Sounds about right. Yeah. So. But yeah, what do you want to you want to wrap things up now that I've Let's talked about myself for like five minutes? No, I asked you. I know, but you know how I am. Yep, I feel you. Right on. Right I, on. I'm not playing any sports at the moment. Um, I was thinking about one thing though is when indoor pickup basketball comes back up again um, and you can play at an LA Fitness or EOS or whatever, I'm just going to smile the first time someone argues a call or <laughs> screams about something or takes it too seriously. I'm just going to be happy. Um, you know, it'll feel like things are back to normal a little bit when one of the old heads um, starts acting crazy. We should do a uh, a men's league with Team AZV. That'd be fun. Get Chili in there. I bet Chili's a baller. Get Cody. Cody might tackle someone. <laughs> That's true. But think about it, man. You, me, get Cody in there, get Chili in there, get Brett in there. Do we have anyone who can actually dribble and run the point? I mean, I would hope Cody would. If he's not tackling someone. I mean, you you play basketball. I used to play basketball. I mean, you you could run the point. You'll be not fine. that well. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just for fun. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if we lose, I'll definitely be mad because I hate losing. <laughs> if we lose, I'll die. <laughs> and if we, if we don't win a game, then I'll probably leave Team AZB forever. Yeah, that's fair. But, you know, I'll still do the podcast. That's true. But anyway, thank you, as always, for all of you for listening. Uh, make sure to give us all a follow on Twitter at Zach Elvira, at Inhuman Rights, at AZHSFB, and at Arizona Varsity. Thank you once again to our sponsor, AALL.net, Papa Hinojosa. We appreciate you and uh, everything that you do for us. Uh, but with that being said, we're signing off. Until next week. I've never worn a pair of Skechers before. Interesting. <laughs>